Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon and through the magical powers of Zoom, I have Ricardo Benavides and Brandon Stevens with me. Guys, how's it going? Going great, Jeremy. So who's our victim this week? Crazy. What's up, B? Hey, I just want to say what's up to the people though, Jeremy. Yeah, say hello to the people, Brandon. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so hopefully we're going to be back in in, in person next week. Um, I've been waiting to, to see you guys. It's been a lonely couple of weeks here. Um, how have you guys been? Oh, everything's good, Jeremy. You I know. know. I'm, glad, I'm glad you don't have COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom got through it okay. Took about seven days for him to before he tested negative. You know, so, but I figured that because he never really passed tests in school very well either. So, <laughs> was yeah. he on the uh, the the drug starting with the P? Was it Plaxivit or whatever? What's it called? No, no. Why didn't you know what? We don't have air conditioning, and I'm not going to weaken him. I'm making <laughs> my kids strong. <laughs> no, I just yeah, I just saw that a lot of people are retesting positive with that drug oh. uh after yeah. the test negative yeah uh, yeah no doing good I'm, I'm gonna be happy to see everybody in studio this zoom thing's fine but i i'm not a huge fan of it yeah i know because you're freezing up exactly uh, see there so, we go it's all there we go we're back we're back um but yeah well so this week guys i was able to uh speak with a super inspiring young lady named Ruby Varela. Uh, she's, you know, uh, she has a, like her Instagram page is just super inspirational. It's like uh, somewhat of a blog. Um, she's a mother. She was injured when she was five months pregnant, just crazy. You don't, I mean, not something you would ever think of. And um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like she, she, the, the, I don't know what you would call it. Like, I mean, just like, and then she's had two more kids since then. So I think like, that's always like, so impressive to me when, um, you know, people are still able to have kids and have families and stuff after something like this. And, you know, she's got a wonderful husband and, you know, three great kids and yeah, she's, she's still putting herself out there and, and, you know, showing people how to do transfers and how working out like she's, uh, you know, I know she's worked out with, she's down there in Arkansas with our guy, LV McGee, shout out to LV. And, uh, you know, she's had some, um, interactions with, uh, like Adam Lucio, who is also a friend of the podcast, um, down there. I think he's in Texas though. So, but yeah, it's down South there. They, you know, I don't think it's too far apart. So uh, she was able to anything, anything east of the Cascades is south, Jeremy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. we're, we're hey, spoiled but, up here in the Northwest. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, yeah, we're up here, but yeah, you know, I thought, what did you guys think of Ruby? Like, I thought she was great. Like she's, yeah, I, th- I thought her, uh, her energy is amazing. And, and yeah, I had a great time uh, getting to know her and, and kind of hearing her story. Yeah, you know, her story reminded me of one of the times when Gina and I were coming back from um, Eastern Washington, actually heading over the Cascades. And um, 
it had just started to snow and it was around Thanksgiving. I think we had taken Dominic back over to Eastern Washington and we're driving and I hit a, a some black ice, you know, and um, spun me around. Luckily I didn't hit any cars, but I ended up in the ditch on the left side, on the mountain side, on the right side was a 300 foot drop. And when I heard her story, <laughs> I thought of that incident because it happened so fast because we were just driving along like at 50 miles an hour. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, we spun around and uh, it could have been so much worse, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I know that exact drive that you're talking about. I'm sure Brandon does too. It's just craziness. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, it's like and, and, and her, her story was, you know, this, the storm just came out of nowhere, right? You know, same kind of thing, similar, you know, uh, different weather conditions, but you know, when you're out driving and weather happens, you know, it can be a bad thing. I mean, it's just, it, it just goes to show you, you know, how precious life is, how, you know, precious our health is because it can change in a, the blink of an eye. Right. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's an ordinary day until it's not. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah, Brandon? The, uh, the, so I was going to say, yeah, the story is, um, certainly one that is inspirational i mean to it's def it's just an uncommon thing obviously to suffer a spinal cord injury while pregnant um and then to have the the miracle that this baby wasn't injured and the pregnancy was able to continue and then you know obviously having a um a somewhat not full well i guess not somewhat but not a full-term pregnancy come to um turning out to be a healthy baby and then you know here we are jeremy talking about um last week with dr mead the significant of a support system right yeah. and you can tell yeah. with ruby her her family is is the center of everything um and it really helped her turn her mentality around Right. No, I couldn't agree more. You know, she mentioned a few times, she's like, I'm, I'm a mom. That's, you know, that's my, my number one thing. So it's like that, you know, and, and it, that helped her come out, like come out of the depression that I think every, like we talked about on there that everybody, you know, after a spinal cord injury deals with eventually, um, you know, she had to be there for her kids. She didn't have a choice to, to, you know, mope around and, and, you know, not be productive she had to do this so um yeah i just thought i i think you know i've followed her on social media for a while i think she's an inspiration to to anybody let alone you know i mean especially to to other mothers that are dealing with something like this and uh, i think she's yeah i mean I, I think she's a an incredible young lady so I guess without further ado, let's get to that interview and we will talk to you guys on the other side. All right. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, I am so excited to be speaking with Ruby Varela. Uh, she's a spinal cord injury survivor, a blogger and a mother. Um, Ruby, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is great. I'm really glad we could make this happen. I've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time. I think we have a lot of mutual 
uh, acquaintances kind of in the in the spinal cord injury community so right. uh yeah it's it's great to great to finally visit with you and and get to speak um you, you know for anybody that doesn't already know your story can you tell us a little bit about how you know how you did suffer your spinal cord injury yeah sure so i currently reside in arkansas and it was a hot summer day here and if anybody that lives in the south you know it gets really hot here we were on the way on our way to a lake when a big storm hit and you know we decided to leave the roads are really wet and we ended up flying off a cliff and we landed into a stream um i was five months pregnant at the time i didn't lose consciousness but i do remember being really hungry before the collision but all i could think of was how my baby was doing and my boyfriend at the time and sister were doing but I also remember like my legs feeling really heavy at that time. Like that was a big mm. thing I noticed. Wow. Yeah. So, so you just, you guys flew off the road into a stream. Um, you know, did they have to, so you didn't lose consciousness. Like, were they able to get you out of the car? Like you're in a stream. I mean, that's gotta be scary. And like with a storm going up, the stream's probably yeah. a little overflowing or whatnot. And Yeah, um, it was scary. The ambulance, I think someone saw us. Um, and they called because it was not long before the ambulance arrived. Um, and they uh, took me out first, you know, since I was pregnant. Um, and then they took me to a Baptist hospital after that. Okay. And you said you were with your, um, your brother and your, or no, your, my your, your boyfriend and, and my then boyfriend now husband. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so were, and were, did they suffer any injuries in, in the accident? Uh, my sister was also injured. Um, she had some type, I honestly don't remember exactly what her um, diagnosis was, but um, it was nothing compared to me, to what what happened to me. Wow. And so, um, so they were able to get you out of the, out of the car, take you to the hospital. I mean, what, like you said, obviously like you're five months pregnant at the time. Like I can't even imagine what's going through your head. Um, and thank God you didn't lose consciousness. But um, when were they able to, you know, I guess what level was your injury? And then when were you able to get like your spinal fusion surgery and all that sort of stuff? So I was, uh, I'm a T12 complete. Um, they did it. I think I want to say like three or four days after the injury um, because they were debating if I should have it done while I was still pregnant or wait till after I had the baby because it was going to be more monitoring. Obviously, you know, they had a whole bunch of, I just remember I was connected to a whole bunch of different types of machines. Um, they had me on a, I remember when they rolled me in the OR, like they, you know, uh, they were telling me they were going to flip me backwards, but it was a special type of bed because, you know, I had a belly and, you know, this and that, but I don't remember exactly, you know, the, the whole ordeal. Wow. Wow. And so you said, um, so you said you didn't lose consciousness. You said your legs felt just super heavy. So you, did yeah. you know, I mean, did you, did you know at the time? Cause like I lost consciousness when I got injured. Like I don't remember anything for, you know, a couple months after. Uh, um, really? Yeah. So like, I, I got thrown out of the, you know, I got in a car accident as well. I got thrown out of the car and like ended up, you know, it, I was with like a bunch of friends and, they said I was like laying on my back, but my head was like facing down, like it, it gotten turned all the way back around. Oh, wow. 
so yeah yeah so i don't remember anything for you know like yeah a couple months afterwards they had me kind of in or maybe like a month and a half or something they had me in a a medically induced coma and all that um so yeah i mean did you know and like i just i remember like when i came out of that i I just kind of knew you know that i couldn't move or i was paralyzed or whatever but did you know right away that you i mean that something was seriously wrong or i was like honestly more in shock i'm like this isn't happening this doesn't happen to pregnant people like that's that was my mindset at that at that moment i wasn't thinking like what's going on i was just like this doesn't happen to pregnant people and i was more concerned with like you know how's my baby doing i wasn't thinking about me i was thinking i was thinking i was being a mom more than anything right yeah i couldn't i couldn't even imagine like that that is that yeah you don't think of that happening of, of, of pregnant women getting getting injured like that um so what was you know like most people you get injured you you have the surgery you go they send you to rehab you know i guess you recuperate for a few days in the hospital however long and then they send you off to rehab so what was that process like for you i mean being pregnant and you probably aren't like like yeah what's like the learning process of you know because that's like so much of what we do in, in rehab is learning how to how to live with this and maneuver kind of the pitfalls of a spinal cord injury so uh, I guess where did you go to rehab like how long after your surgery did you go to rehab okay um I was uh transported to Baptist Hospital and um they made my inpatient stay short I was there for only in a month um the therapy was um I don't know if it was like how it should have been honestly because I was pregnant um but they did have like they tried to like tell me you know like transferring wise and all that but it was hard it was hard because obviously it's you lose your core balance and um with I had that extra weight on me um but like I still had to do it like they pushed me but um I have a lot of like morning sickness after the accident like I was just throwing up a lot too so I couldn't really do a lot gotcha Gotcha. So uh, how long after the, so you said you know, a month after the injury, so I guess you're six months pregnant at this point, like they send you home and then, and so you pretty much can't really do, you, you don't really know how to, to transfer and do all these things at this point. So how long after that did the baby come? Yeah. the After I was discharged um, from um, inpatient therapy, I was, there for a month I was then discharged to UAMS um uh high-risk pregnancy program and I was like admitted in and out like they admitted me you know they checked me and then they left let me go out and you know they had a like uh special nurses come to the house and monitor the baby so I was just in and out because I was having contractions throughout the whole time and I delivered a, a month later after I was discharged basically wow and so our like I'm sure you know like people anybody with a spinal cord injury you know about dysreflexia like when you're having contractions is that making you get dysreflexic or anything like that or did did you really notice that I was I felt the pains like people were like oh you know like I felt everything like it hurts it was painful um yeah like I mean giving birth is not an easy thing (laughs) right well yeah so I guess your a t12 injury is pretty low um, maybe dysreflexia is more like common and you know I mean it's basically just like if you're having pain below your injury level so um, it makes your blood pressure shoot up and it's 
Yeah, just yeah no, I didn't have any of that. Um, oh, that's good. Like, with the medicine they would give me, yeah, like, I would, my blood pressure would be all over the place. But obviously, they were trying to stop contractions, so the medicine they give you is, like, pretty intense. Oh, I bet. I bet. So, you know, after having having your baby, you know, you, you go home. I mean, and so did you get any further? Were you able to, like, go back and do some outpatient therapy to, like, learn some of the things that maybe – you know, after, after having the baby that you, you couldn't really do at the time of your injury? They wanted me to go back and get admitted after I had a baby. But since I, he was, I had, he had to stay in the NICU. Uh, I didn't um, have like, that's when it really hit me. My depression really hit. I didn't have the energy or the willpower to be admitted and leave my baby in the hospital, me be over there, like it was going to be too much. So I just did outpatient therapy once um, my baby came home. Oh, okay. Okay. So you eventually were kind of able to get the tools you needed for that, that you, that most people with this injury get like right away, but just took, right. took a few months later before you were able to get yeah. How long, yeah, how long did you have to, it? how long did you have to be in the NICU for, if you don't mind me asking? I know my, my, my it's younger so brother had to, uh, two baby uh twin babies that were super premature so i like we were all in the NICU for a while like you know right checking on he wasn't but... there for about a month okay okay um, but but he came home and ha you know healthy happy baby and everything yeah, he was a healthy yeah healthy happy baby um it was just basically you know now it was on me now like it was on my mind and um did learning how to adapt to being a mom and a wheelchair user, you know, all at once. Yeah, I, I, I just, like, it blows me away, Ruby. Like, I can't even think, like, it was so hard going through a spinal cord injury with with no responsibilities, let alone, I mean, yeah, having a baby on, uh, on the way and then having all of a sudden you have a baby in your, in your hands and I couldn't even oh, imagine. Yeah. It was hard. It's hard because you want to do so many things and you're just like, you know, you don't even know how to do things on your own yet. Like it, it was definitely one of the hardest things I've done in my life. But, you know, I would do it again. Like I would do it again because, you know, I am very blessed to have him here and it was worth it, you know, and God had this purpose for me. And obviously, he knew I was going to be able to do it. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Um you know, so yeah, what, what was, I'm curious what the transition for you was like when you, you know, you're coming out of the hospital, you have a little baby with you, you know, now you have a baby, well, I guess, and he was stuck in the hospital for a, an extra month. Um, and were you able to stay in there with him or you were having to like come back and forth every day? I was going back and forth every day. It was hard. It, I, that's when my depression really hit. I felt like I had to leave my baby behind. And then I, it dawned on me, like, I really lost my legs. Like, how am I going to be a mom? You know, like, how do you do this? Like, it was my first kid. Like, how do you, I mean, I was going to be a newbie for everything. Like, really, it's my first kid. And it's, you know, I'm a newly injured person. It, it's just a whole nother ball game. No one, you know, knows how to be a parent until you actually become a parent. But like, being in a wheelchair, you know, as a first time person and having a baby, it's it's a whole different ballgame. It's not like after being in a chair for a while, like after I had my other kids, that's a big difference because I already know what I'm doing. I have, you know, all the means to do things. But when it's like right off the bat, it, it's it's really, really hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's just I'm yeah I'm I'm in awe of you for sure. That's that's amazing. Uh, you know I I'm curious as like you mentioned the the depression um kind of set in and and I feel like everybody that goes through this through this injury eventually you get you start dealing with some of that like no matter you know you can be as kind of, of uh, uh you know forward thinking as you want but like eventually it's going to hit you that like you just had this life altering altering yeah, injury no, I think so, everybody everybody goes through it yeah for real and so you know after you dealt with that like like what what brought you out of it i guess like she said like what once everything kind of settled down like that's when it kind of hit you um you know what what was what was your turning point i guess like how did you kind of pull yourself out of that i just i got tired i got tired of like always feeling sorry for myself and guilty of like why why does my kid have to have a mom in a wheelchair what am i gonna do i don't know what i'm doing I mean, social media wasn't a big thing back then. Like, I figured out everything on my own. I was on my own. I didn't have a choice but to pull myself out. That's the only way you can do it because you got to push yourself. I mean, no one's going to do it for you. No, that that's a I, – I like that. That's a great attitude to have. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, – we all we all do deal with it. I mean, it's, it's super common. And, I mean, you know, you're lucky if you don't, but – I mean, it's pretty impossible, I feel like, with this injury to not at least deal with a little bit of it. So, um, yeah, and then I know you, you started blogging at some point, and um, I wanted to to kind of touch base with you on that and see, you know, when when did you start blogging? Like, what was the, like, what was the motivating factor behind that for you? And the motivating factor, I really wanted to... Well, I feel like I was tired of being alone, like in this really life. Like I said, you know, I really did everything on my own, figured out everything on my own. I didn't, I was never really like a sociable person. Like I'm, I just did it all on my own and I wanted to find, you know, people or friends, acquaintances, you know, that wouldn't look at me some type of way, you know, that I can relate to. Um, But honestly, I never knew, you know, what social media really was like until I took definitely another world. Like it opened my eyes up so much. And I'm I'm sorry, Ruby. I don't know if you already said it, but what when was your injury? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Wow. So yeah, and that's like before probably Facebook was even out or anything, right? It's like yeah, I know. Like, that was something. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like these, yeah, because I was injured in '98, so I figure feel like these the, the people today that are getting injured, like they kind of have a little bit of an advantage on us because they, you know, there's like the community is huge, right. On, on Facebook and Instagram and, and, you know, right. TikTok and all these places. So, um, yeah, I think you, yeah, like that's cool. And that's cool that you put yourself out there to, um, you know, cause I, I know like you do some like workout videos and things like that. And that would have been so helpful, you know, 20, five years ago when I got injured, like to be able to like go to, yeah, go to Instagram or Facebook and just punch in, you know, spinal cord injury, whatever. And yeah, I find stuff to, to, yeah, find stuff to go off of. So, um, yeah, so you, you just kind of got into it by trying to like basically find a community. Um, and and yeah, like what, how, how difficult was it for you to kind of start putting yourself out there and, and sharing your, your story and stuff? It's hard. Like nobody wants to be vulnerable. Um, I just thought, you know, like if I would share my story, I'd find friends, you know, like I'm a mom, 
and it's hard to be social or go to social events because, you know, I am a stay at home mom, you know, and my priority are my kids. So, you know, I just wanted to, you know, find some type like other mom friends as well, like, you know, be able to relate with them and, you know, share our thoughts and stories and ways, you know, like of how to do things. Um, I like sharing my personal experiences, not only to help someone else out, but for my kids. It's like, I feel like it's a guide I'm going to leave for my kids that, you know, they know, like, this is how, you know, like, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. You know, this is how you go about it. Life's, life's hard sometimes, you know, and you just have to, like, keep going. And, you know, that's, like, when I when I write, I think about them. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, I want them to know, like, there's going to be hard days. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be great days. Like, life's not easy. And, um, I mean, I'm just a mom. I'm just a mom. Everything's about my kids. <laughs> I hear, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. That, and that's very cool that, you know, your kids will be able to look back one day and like, you know, yeah. read through your blogs and, and see your posts and stuff and, and be able to, to say, Hey, you know, now I maybe like understand you more under, you know, understand where you were coming from on stuff. Cause I mean, it's, yeah, it's gotta be difficult. I mean, it's difficult enough. I imagine being a parent, let alone, you know, dealing with a spinal cord injury at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's it's just crazy. And like I, I love that um, you know, you you make some videos. Like I, I know um Sean Fluke, uh, who's pretty yeah. big in the community, that's how he kind of got started too, um, was you know, showing like how to do a transfer um as as what I forget what level quadriplegic he is, but he figured out a way to do like a, a transfer they don't really teach you in the hospital. Um and yeah, I just, I'm so, I'm so thankful for you guys for, for being willing to put yourselves out there like that and, and like show people how to do these different things that, yeah, like that we learn along the way that maybe they don't teach you in the hospital because, you know, there's only so much you can learn from an able-bodied person about how to be right. disabled, right? So. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. It, um, it does help. And you learn a lot of things, you know, and that's something that's cool because you can learn from someone else like, oh, like, you know this is what they do, or this is how they do it. Like, I have a lot of moms that ask me, you know, like, hey, how do you do this? Or how did you know, go about this? And that's why I share a lot, like, oh, let's, you know, do this or try to do that, you know, just because, you know, it, that's what it's about, like helping each other. We're not right. here, like, let's see who can do this or no, like, no, we're all learning from each other. Yeah, I was just gonna say, because I'm sure you're probably picking up great tips and giving great tips at the same time to, you know, of like, course. it's probably, yeah, like the community is, like that that's why I do this podcast is because I feel like this community is so amazing and has so many amazing people in it like yourself um that you know it's it's great to kind of hear these stories and for people to be able to see like how amazing we all are so I uh yeah I definitely appreciate you for uh for doing that but um yeah I I saw like a couple of posts about your wedding um that was beautiful and I, I you know I, I salute you and your your husband for that like that was Thank that you. was very cool I'm glad you shared that like what what was that like for you um so, yeah I mean it looked like an amazing amazing uh it was it was uh I think uh I was just like I felt like I was glad it, it took us that long to get to that point um just because my kids would be there like, you know, I, like, I'm just a mom and everything, you know, evolves around them. As party as it sounds, that's what happens when you become a parent. I can only but, imagine, yeah. But um, it was, it was beautiful. And um, 
you know, I'm glad that my kids got to witness it. You know, like a lot of people usually get married before and that's awesome too, because, you know, you enjoy the honeymoon. Like, you know, I didn't get up. <laughs> you know, we yeah. the way before. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's a beautiful feeling. That's cool. I'm, I'm always curious um, as to, especially with women with spinal cord injuries that choose to have children after a spinal cord injury like how how stress i mean just like the how stressful it must be or like how much more 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 stressful i guess that it must be than having a baby as a walking person um but like yeah. what what went into that decision for you and your husband i mean was it was it easy to be like hey we want more kids like let's let's do it or uh, one of that my daughter was a plan like we were like we really wanted to have another sibling for you know my my son and um it was easy I feel like her pregnancy was easy uh it wasn't like anything out of the ordinary I feel like I had that mindset like I did this when I was so horrible like you know like at the worst part of my life you know it was it was not as bad as compared to that obviously but um, it was worth it I mean it we didn't think about it we just we just did it because if you think about it too much, you just over, you know, like you just be like, oh, I don't want to do it no more. Like you overthink it. Right. Right. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I, I keep saying I can only imagine, but yeah, it's true. Like I, I yeah, it's gotta be, and I'm sure like overthinking it, you could really uh, talk yourself out of things. So that's very cool. And uh, you know, I salute you guys for, for being willing to have more kids. Cause that, that's, uh, that's amazing. And your kids are all beautiful and, <laughs> Your family's you. beautiful, so you guys are you guys are doing a great job. Thank um, you. I was also before we uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to touch. Uh, I was touch base on. Uh, I was going through your your Instagram page, and I I see a workout video with with my guy LV McGee, the the friend of the podcast yes. we've had on a while back. Like, how did you? I know, and I know he's from Arkansas as well. So how did yes, you guys? Uh, how did you guys connect? Are you you pretty close in the same area down there? Yeah, we are actually um, through a mutual friend. Uh, they told me, you know, like he was opening a gym and I was like, oh, really? That's awesome. You know, like in Arkansas, like where we live, it's really small. We all see the same rehab doctor, like Oh, it's wow. impossible yeah and I still don't know any other really friends like it's it's hard to connect I feel like a lot of people think oh I'm a mom you know like I don't it's, it's hard to um try to meet up with me or I don't know like what what hasn't happened but it yeah. just hasn't <laughs> no that that's so cool that you were able to meet up with him and that yeah I saw you guys working yeah, out doing great things like you know, opening a gym like that here is it's going to be big. It's going to be big because honestly, we don't have anything. We don't have anything here. Yeah. So are you guys like in Little Rock or like, are you, are you kind of in that out in the suburbs or? Um, I don't know exactly where he lives. Honestly, I live out oh. in the suburbs. Okay. So you guys are out. I live out in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Country living. I got you. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> um and then also i saw uh another video with uh with our guy uh, adam lucio that was on the on the podcast and he you know he's amazing yeah. too man he's yeah that, he's a hell of a guy how did you connect with him um honestly just through social media like you know you see people uh, i think he was like one of the first few people that you know like came up on my on my little feed thing um and that's how we you know we connected nice nice 
very cool yeah it's it's yeah it's a small world when you think about it you know like we have yeah. uh, being on the internet like that and then being able to connect with people is it's it's great yeah. and like i'm i'm so glad that we have zoom that we can we can connect here and and chat and uh yeah i'm just you know ruby thank you so much for for coming on i had a great time getting to know you a little bit here and and hearing your story and uh we'll definitely have to to connect again down the road and yeah thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for inviting me no you're, you're welcome i was happy to finally do it i've been wanting to get you on forever i think like i said i think we have a lot of the same acquaintances on at least on like instagram yes. and stuff i so think I everybody always... knows everybody almost by now honestly for... i i try to be more on there it, it, it is hard it's hard especially during summertime you know like i'm more the kids are at home and i don't i'm not on as much but right. it, it does it does very cool well hey we wish you all the best and uh thank you so much ruby varela i appreciate you we'll talk soon all right thank you all right All right, that was Ruby Varela, and uh, yeah, I, I can't thank her enough for being willing to come on and, and tell her story. I mean, that's uh, it's amazing. You know what? The, the, she like, change. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Jeremy, you know what? She ought to change her name to Diamond. That was a great story. She's a diamond of a mom, not just a Ruby. She's amazing. She really is yeah. amazing. Um, you know, and it goes back to like Brandon said uh, about having Dr. Mead on last week. It's just the resilience of people after an injury like this and, and Ruby's no, no different. It's uh, it's amazing what, what people are able to accomplish after, um, you know, a spinal cord injury. And I think she's uh, the fact that she's willing to put herself out there and let other you know, mothers that, that are dealing with this know, and, and just like, and even how she mentioned in the, in the uh, interview, like she's, she's getting as much, you know, I mean, she's able, like just the community of women that have had children uh, with spinal cord injuries, they're able to, to bounce ideas off of each other, all kinds of stuff. So um, that's, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. You know what? <clears throat> and like, again, like Dr. Mead said, you know, like uh, Brandon brought up, is that, uh, you know, her husband was uh, her boyfriend or fiance at the time, mm -hmm. you know, he could have walked away. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would have walked away. So mm. shout out to him for, you know, yeah. you know, I'm sure this is not anything they had ever envisioned in their life, you know, but look, they've had two more kids and made the best of it. And it really is inspirational. And got married. And like I said, in the interview, like their wedding was beautiful, man. It looked amazing. She looked, you know, uh, incredible like her dress was beautiful all everything like she was a you know it was a it was definitely an, um, a great event and and I, I was happy that she documented it and, and shared some of that on social media um, just to show other people what's possible you know exactly so, yeah but yeah definitely shout out to her to her husband because he he's a hell of a guy um you know her, ki her kids she, they just have an amazing like their family is beautiful and uh yeah they're they're doing their thing so i'm happy we were able to to have her on and and hear her story so uh but yeah guys switching gears a little bit so i went out for a beer last weekend with uh with my uh, uncle sean and his wife and we uh we pull up to the to the to the restaurant or little tap room 
and I see like I've been to this place like 10 times before and I've never even seen anybody parked in the handicapped parking space and we come come cruising by and I'm just like there's this like super sporty Cadillac parked in the handicap parking space I don't see like a, a handicap license plate or a or a thing in the window and I'm just like I'm about to roast somebody's ass when I get in here if there's not somebody that uh, is either in a wheelchair or disabled in some way when I get in this bar and uh, we went in and there was a guy who was a paraplegic in there so I was like all right give him give him a head nod said what's up kept it moving but <laughs> i was like i was just i was ready man i was like i'm i'm it was like it was like 90 degrees 90 plus degrees out i was like i was too hot i was like i'm ready to get get after somebody here but <laughs> shout out to that guy for having a dope car and you know, it probably was his friend's car right you know and he says ah park in there right because I'm, I'm pretty been. sure most people have placards and stuff nowadays yeah that's probably true yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember Jeremy before you uh, decided to finally pay the man for your um, license plate. That you were like, "No, I'm not paying for handicap parking. I'm I'm disabled clearly, and I should be able to park here if I want to." And you remember the uh, community service officer used to harass you, Jeremy. And I, yeah, he did. He did. I was trying. And, it, it's a well, good well, thing. Well, the, but the difference is, is Jeremy wasn't sporting a, a sporty Cadillac. He clearly had the most beat up Ford. You know, it had ramps on all four corners. <laughs> van that well, I've ever seen. Yeah, no, he had a decent van. He had a decent van. It was his white brawn. But see, it was an expi- it was an expired placard. And yeah, the, uh, I never got another placard after my senior first patrol did it. The senior patrol had it out for Jeremy, and they would they would spot him in his van and tell him he needs to get it uh, renewed. And I would just be like, no, I'm not. And they're like, we're going to give you a ticket next time. I was like, go ahead. I don't care. I'm going to go in and they're going to be like, uh, they're going to say, why did this guy give you a ticket? I was just like, I was like, it's just out of principle. I'm like, either like, there's no front seat in the goddamn van. Either this van is being used by a serial killer or it's somebody that's belongs to be parked in a fucking handicapped parking spot all right so i was like no i'm not going to get another plaque to put in the window i'm not doing it and then finally i just got uh i just got the license plate but it took me a while because i feel like my new van you can't really tell like if you just like looked at it you don't really know that it was a a wheelchair accessible vehicle but yeah, I was not. Uh, I was not having it. I just was like, "No way, man! I'm not. I'm not doing it out of principle now." But <laughs> anyway, well, hey guys, I, I, we're gonna cut this one a little bit short since we're on Zoom. But um, yeah, I appreciate you guys joining me, and I appreciate Ruby Varela for coming on the on the show with us. And and we'll be back next week with another great guest. I'm not sure who that is yet, but stay tuned. Oh, and by the way, you can uh, like, rate, review, and share this podcast for us. We would be super appreciative. Uh, We're on all the major podcast platforms. Check us out. Give us a a review. Five stars only, please. And uh, yeah, help us out. Appreciate you guys. Okay, peace out, Jeremy. Peace out.